Greenside, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 U.S. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. Welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here with guest Carson Kaler. Carson just was victorious over the weekend at the Classic at Elmwood Country Club. As you may or may not know, that event uses a modified stable food scoring system. Carson, welcome. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm just a, I'm just a um, college golfer, just like most of uh, the young players out there. I've been playing IGA for quite a while, ever since I was in high school. Um, I'm just uh, finishing up with Iowa Western, and uh, I'm, I'm figuring out what I'm going to do next. Just uh, playing in tournaments over the summer, seeing how it goes. I knew you were at Iowa Western, and I couldn't remember with with everything going on the last you know year or so. I couldn't remember where you where you were at as far as class, so I wasn't I wasn't sure on that. So thanks for bringing us up to speed on that. Well, first of all, congratulations! Uh, big win at the Classic. Uh, your first win, as, as I understand it. Yeah, biggest win I've had in my golf career. Um, I won a few things as a junior, and then a state okay. championship at Valley, but that that wasn't really an individual thing. That was a that was a team deal. I was definitely a big part of that, but this is the first time I've pulled it out on my own. So sure. it's a big deal for me. That's awesome. And like you said, you've been, you've been playing IGA events for, for several years now, and we've, we've seen you out on the, out on the trail and, uh, and, uh, yeah, like you said, got over, got over the top on, on getting your first, uh, individual win. So let's just go back to Saturday, uh, over there at Elmwood <laughs> country club, just, a just a brutal day. Obviously I wasn't over there. We were over getting ready for the U S open local, which we hosted on Monday, but just, just talk about just the conditions and kind of maybe your mindset going in, going into Saturday and, and kind of as you played Saturday as well with the conditions. Well, uh, I'm lucky or unlucky in the fact that I've this fall, I mean, this spring and fall, actually, I've played in conditions just as bad as far as wind's concerned out at bent tree of all places where there's okay. not tree. Yeah, you bet. Down. Um, and so I kind of, I knew I'd be able to handle the wind as far as the full shots were concerned. And I, I, I thought I handled it really well in the front nine. I, I think I turned at 33. Um, but then I, the first I, I bogeyed 10 because 10 was playing as like a par five. Okay. That wind. But then number 11, it started to hit me that it wasn't just full shots that it was going to affect. I, it started to get to the point where you marked your ball and it would like roll away from you and on the greens and it, it got a it got a little out of hand and to the point where I I literally on on 12 I hit my hit my putt and I like ran up and marked it because the other guys in my group had like not been able to keep it on the green sure but uh it, it got kind of it, it turned into survival there okay which, uh well I survived so 36 points you know the the Stableford uh, scoring system modified Stableford there at the, the classic they use, which is a, you know, a unique scoring system compared to other events that, you know, that either we host or that, you know, maybe you play in other places. Um, I, I kind of like it cause you, you know, it kind of makes a guy go after some birdies. Um, but like I said, 36 points after the first day, were you, were you happy with that? Were you, like you said, it was kind of a survival. So kind of, how are you feeling, you know, going into Sunday? Well, I, I went into the day thinking that 40 points would be really good. And okay. I ended up being the lead. Um, so 36 and four off of uh, Nate 
I, I thought I could go into Sunday and give myself a chance. I, I wasn't unhappy because you know, how can you be unhappy in those conditions? Sure. And you could easily, you could easily fall off the face of the earth in, in that situation, like quickly. So I'm, and yeah, I was definitely happy with 36. Well, and then Sunday rolls around completely different day weather-wise, you know, a little bit warmer. Obviously the wind was down. Um, you get off to a hot start, birdie, birdie. I mean, obviously that's probably what you were looking for, but what was kind of your mindset going into Sunday being down for you're in the final group? Uh, what were, were you just thinking, Hey, I got to make some birdies. Um, actually, no, it was more just, I wanted to let it come a little bit. And I, uh, I hit in the left rough on one and, uh, it's weird. I, I hit a shot that seemed like a pretty standard shot for me because it was into the breeze. It's like 120, just a nice, smooth little 56. Tried to play it like 100 and okay. let it release. And these guys were acting like it was like a crazy shot that I got to stay on the green, which maybe it was. I must just landed in the perfect spot. Made a putt and I actually hit uh, three iron off of uh, hole number two and just threw a dart with a wedge. Okay. A couple of good putts and we're rolling. Yeah, you uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, birdied three of the first four, so you were you were off and running. Um, made eleven birdies on the week, um, mm-hmm. so obviously those are you know birdies are worth four points. So you can you can you can gain some ground and you know maybe make up for a bogey as as needed with some birdies, can't you? Yeah, for sure. I was also looking at your card, and I one of the one of the keys that I thought was you did a great job of you know scoring points on on each hole. Um, other than I think it was 14 and 15 on, on Saturday, you were able to, to score a point on each, each hole. So it's like, even, even bogeys aren't, you know, you're still getting a point, you know, you, you obviously don't want to make bogeys, but it's like, Hey, if I can, you know, make a birdie, you know, to bounce back, I'm, you know, I'm getting four points for that birdie. So I thought that was kind of a key for you. Would you, do you agree? Absolutely. I kind of like that about the format, to be honest, there's a, there's a certain, a couple of holes in that, on that first day where I made really, really good bogeys. And I, I was able to frame it that way and be like, I got a point. There's one, uh, for instance, uh, hole number three that first day was straight downwind. It was it was brutal. I think I hit a 52 degree, like 180 yards. Oh, wow. And uh, I had a tricky lie and uh, kind of a little skinny. I ended up in the freaking front bunker. You know, I got up, got up and down for there for, for bogey. And then I, I hit a tree solid on number 10 the first day and found a way to get up and down for bogey there too. Those well, were I, I was going to say probably that, that first round, you know, bogeys on maybe a few of those holes weren't, weren't the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then on Sunday I hit it into a tree root on uh, on hole number 13 and I was able to get out of there with a bogey almost made par. It looked like you were, I think you were down five points with five to go. Were you, were you thinking like, Hey, I need to make some birdies or were you kind of going back to, like you said, kind of let it happen. Well, number uh, holes 14, 15 and 16, as you know, are not easy golf holes. I, I you can't press and make birdies on those holes, especially where the pins were. Um, I, I honestly just wanted to get myself in a position. If I par those three, I thought Nate might lose some ground, like one, maybe. I, I didn't think he'd bogey two. He was playing too well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I wasn't pressing to make birdies at that point. I knew I probably would have to birdie 17 and 18, though. If you don't birdie 17, 18, not that it doesn't mean anything, but you got to birdie 17 to first. So talk talk to me about kind of those last two holes. Okay, so hole number 17, Nate and I both hit just perfect drives. I'm down by three at this point. He uh, he's actually a little outside of me. We're both in the fairway 
and uh, he hits the, the there's a front pin over this like little ridge. He hits an absolutely beautiful golf shot to like four or five feet. It, it was a heck of a shot. And uh, I was sitting there like, okay, um, I got to step up and, and match him or it's over. And I, I don't quite match him. I knock it to like 10 feet, which in reality was a really good golf shot. Mm-hmm. He made me look bad, but it was, it was a pretty good shot. And I knock it in, put the pressure on, and he has that putt basically to end it. He doesn't quite finish her off. On 18, um, we both hit really good drives again. Um, I, I'm probably – out to be honest because I was on the right and he was toward the center but I'm walking so he uh he goes up there and actually hits before me and he hits a a chip that isn't the greatest considering how good Nate is around the greens sure like it's like 15 feet and I was thinking uh man I, I could get this up and down I might be able to win this thing and then I hit a really crappy chip oh no <laughs> I, I it came out fluffy and just it didn't get as far as I wanted to I'd like 18, 20 feet. And I remember uh, I got up to my ball and started just reading the putt. And once it was my turn to go, I realized just the moment that I had gotten myself into. It's the moment that we all like seek out when we play tournament golf. And, sure. and whether I made it or missed it, and I, it was a, uh, it was a moment I'll never forget. I was just sitting there and with a big smile on my face, reading the putt and enjoying the fact that, uh, I was about to hit it, you know, and then I, yeah, you, you had in. that opportunity and you, you would, you know, obviously you'd put yourself in that position and yeah, you just, you're just living in the moment and enjoying the moment. I would say, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Cause uh, I, I played four sports growing up. Okay. Um, I, I was a pitcher in baseball. I, I, I played other positions obviously, but, and then uh, basketball, football, and I'll say uh, this is the first time that I've made huge clutch putt in a tournament play. Sure. Okay. Um, but in these other sports, I, I have a bunch of walk-offs in baseball. I have a buzzer beater in basketball. And I remember I, I caught a pass like on fourth and 20, like off of a tip or something okay. when I was younger in football. It's just, it had never translated because I never got into this moment. I just, uh, I love that I got here and pulled it out. Do you think this is something obviously you can, you can build on, you know, you got yourself in contention, held your own and, and came out on top. Is that something you're kind of looking to, you know, kind of uses a building block now that you've, you know, kind of been in that situation. Absolutely. For sure. And, and there's plenty I can learn from, from the last two days, really. Um, Cause it, it wasn't always perfect. The big thing is both days. I mean, you think about it and a lot of guys get nervous out of the gate. I wasn't. And a lot of guys get nervous coming in and I wasn't through like the middle stretch of the round. I got to con- continue to improve and, and get more consistent. Going back a little bit, you know, going into the classic, what, what was kind of your expectations? Had you, had you been playing pretty well or was it like, Hey, this is kind of my kind of first event of the year. Let's, let's see what we got. What, uh, how was your game coming into the tournament? Well, I, my game had kind of actually had a couple of weeks where it wasn't really playing all that well. And honestly, even Saturday, I didn't hit it great. Um, I figured something out with my swing on Saturday night and I took it into the last two days and I, I just, I striped it. That's 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 a good feeling when you can just step up there and just have that. I think just that confidence of of knowing you're you know knowing you're playing well and just trying to kind of bottle that up for ever how many holes you have left or a couple of days and and that kind of leads me into my next question. Uh, you know, you shot a very respectable seventy one on Monday at the U.S. Open local um, kind of mindset. Just keep let's just keep the momentum going this summer. And where where are you uh, where are you up next at? First, I'm going to uh, next week. I'm 
I'm hopping into a car with my teammates. We're going to uh, Texas for nationals. But, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I guess we are still early in the season, aren't you? Probably still have some college golf left. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm actually uh, I, I'm part of that bad stretch of golf. I shot a string of like a couple of j- scores, like just over par, and that's not that's not enough for uh, Iowa Western. They got some good players over there. I'm actually going as the alternate. Okay. But uh, I, I thought I'd be there for my teammates. Where at uh, Where at Texas are you Are you going? I'm going to Lubbock. It's uh, the Rawls course at uh, Texas Tech. Oh wow. Okay, that's a that's a really good course. I've never never played it, but heard a heard a lot of things about that course. So I've heard a few good things myself. Get to go play a couple of practice rounds, use the facilities. It's make the most of it, you know. Yeah, for sure. What uh, What's your summer schedule looking like? Have you kind of nailed down a, a schedule this summer yet? I, I've put down kind of an outline. Um, I, I was definitely probably going to play at uh, at the preserve because I, I kind of blew that one a couple of years ago. Okay, the Southeast mm-hmm. Iowa Amateur, sure. Yep. And then uh, um, I'm definitely going to play at Fort Dodge because I got a I got a buddy who I always go and play with. Okay. Um, Andrew Hughesman, he he's won it a few times. I got to give him a run. There you go. There you and go. And then I haven't decided between either the IGA match play or if I'm going to try and qualify for the uh, for the John Deere Classic. Okay. I haven't been that one down yet. Definitely playing in the Iowa Am for sure. It's like the one course around here that I haven't played either. Okay. Well, you'll be you'll be in for a treat. Yeah, sounds like it. I, I've been out there. I, I uh, volunteered for the uh, um, principal charity a couple of times. And, okay, man, that place looks pure. What would you say? Uh, kind of like I said, kind of going back a little bit. What What would you say has been the biggest thing that that's helped you improve? Say over the last say three or four years. What is there? Is there anything that you've you know you kind of look back on and it's like, hey, like this is this has been the the key or maybe a couple things for kind of where your game was then to, to now where you're, you know, you're winning golf tournaments and you're in contention and, and that kind of thing. Well, it, it's been a long journey. Um, when I was like a, a junior senior in high school, I hit a ceiling um, with the swing that I had growing up. I never really, I had an instructor, um, Chad Prohl. He was really good at, uh, at helping me figure out how to play to the best of my potential with the swing that I had. He le- helped me learn how to play golf. It was great. And, I hit a point there where uh, I, I was playing pretty solid golf, but I couldn't play on really tough golf courses. And I would, I would make big numbers, a lot of birdies, but I remember one time I shot like a 73 with like 10 birdies. Oh, wow. It's kind of nutty. But <laughs> I, I hit a point, actually, I, I uh, was out there with at, at the Iowa Open, kind of opened my eyes. Um, the second day I played with uh, an Iowa assistant coach. I can't remember his name. And I was kind of wondering why uh, these guys that I had beaten on a kind of regular basis were getting all these looks, and I never did. I uh, I ended up at Iowa Western because I had a buddy that went out there. Okay. And uh, he told me basically that I needed to fix my swing. And the last three years have been kind of a grind trying to figure out how to how to change it. I went to Golf Tech for a couple of years. Um, worked with Dan Fountain. He was he was really good. Um, he got me to a point where I could. The biggest thing was he, he taught me how to how to be a student of the game, you know? Yep. And actually kind of look for different things. Help me learn how to stop flipping at it. Yep. But the biggest thing was I, I had to continue to learn how to release it. And then this last winter, I uh, hopped in my car. I went down to Texas. And uh, I, I caddied down at a place called River Oaks and found some really good instruction. A guy named Kevin Kirk works a bunch of uh, PGA Tour guys. Okay. Gave me some really good stuff. and. I'm playing some pretty good golf since then. I'm actually getting that right sound when I hit the ball. It's, it's great. Well, I know 
and when you mentioned Nate, for those who, who don't know, Nate McCoy or my, my office mate across the, across the way here. And, and, and obviously a, a very accomplished player himself, Carson, I want to tell you, I know he was disappointed in not winning, but I know he was really happy um, for you to get your first win. Um, I know I went talking with him, you know, he said, it, it, he told you, you know, this was a, you know, it was a big win for you. And, you know, you, that first one's always hard to get. So I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, Nate's out of the course rating right now, but I know he was, like I said, disappointed, not winning, but he was sure happy to, to see you, you know, come through and, and get your first win. That's happy to hear because Nate's one of, one of my favorite guys that I, 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 uh, I always see him at these tournaments and, and he always, he always sparks up some kind of conversation. I, I really like that dude. He's a good, good guy. Yes, for sure. I, I would, I would concur with that. Well, Carson, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, congratulations again on, uh, on your victory at the classic and, uh, and we'll look forward to, to seeing you down the road. Thank you, sir. As I mentioned, the IGA hosted a U.S. Open local qualifier at Beaver Hills Country Club in Cedar Falls on Monday. Four spots were up for grabs. Uh, two of those went to co-medalist Trip Kinney from Des Moines and Andrew Peterson of Bondurant. The other two spots were secured by Sam Muret and Matt Walker into final qualifying one step closer to the U.S. Open. I was able to sit down and talk with both Trip and Andrew about their rounds of 66 minus 6 on a rainy, kind of tough day, uh, but they were able to make the most of it. Uh, like I said, shooting 66, an impressive uh, round. Trip 66 today, uh, bogeyed the first hole. Did yeah. that kind of kickstart you a little bit, or I, I didn't see your first hole, but... Yeah, it was it was kind of a messy first hole. I hit it, I blocked it way right, and then I actually shanked it close to like 10 green, hit it over the back, and then got up and down for bogey, I guess. So it was a really good up and down, and I actually told Nate Vance, who I was playing with, like, if I was playing with anybody else right now, I think it'd be really mad, really mad. but uh, luckily I was playing with him, and he kind of kept me calm, and just knowing I was playing with the teammate out there, is, it made it a little bit easier for sure. Still had a lot of holes left after that. What uh, what were the keys for you there, kind of as you got, got started and kind of caught fire on the front nine? Yeah, um, honestly, I just, it, it was a little bit of everything. One thing, like I chipped in on two for eagle. Um, I hit it to like an inch on seven for eagle. So those were my two eagles. And then other than that, made a couple really good putts from 10 to 15 feet. And that, that was pretty much it. I hit it really well. I was really happy with how I hit it. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was a really, really good front nine. What was your mindset, I guess, coming in with, with kind of the rain and the forecast? We got a little bit of rain this morning with, and then kind of not knowing what the weather was going to be like. Did you feel like maybe if the, the course was a little softer, you could you could get after it a little bit more? A little bit. I definitely had to, you had to figure out the golf course because the balls were skipping and you have a lot of wedges into these greens. So you couldn't, like, even though it had rained quite a bit and it was raining during the round, like, most of the balls were still landing and skipping forward a little bit before spinning back. But, um, yeah, you could definitely, it's definitely a golf course where without the wind, you can definitely attack it. You don't have to hit a ton of drivers, and uh, you can hit a lot of wedges pretty close. You've been playing a lot of golf recently, obviously, with Iowa State. Did, did you feel like, hey, I, I'm close. This is, you know, I can I can get after it today and, and do pretty well? Yeah, ever since the beginning of January, um, my game slowly but surely been getting a lot better and progressing a lot better. And uh, obviously, the last tournament we played, there was a ton of wind, so you couldn't really tell how well you were actually hitting the ball. And today, with no wind, basically, for the first 15, 16 holes, um, 
you knew exactly how you were hitting the ball, and I knew like going into today, I had prepared really well, and I was really happy with how I was striking in practice, and then it really translated well out onto the course today. Did you know where you stood most of the most of the morning? I never you got looked. up to that hot start, like yeah. I said. So you probably knew you were you were up there, but did you look at a leaderboard at all? I never looked at a leaderboard, but I knew six hundred after the first. I think I was six hundred after mm -hmm. the first nine. Yeah, I knew six hundred after the first nine was going to be leading, if not. Um, really close to the lead. So I never really looked at a leaderboard out there. Um, yeah, it might have helped me a little bit, but okay. um, to look at it, it I think it might have helped me a little bit at the end to just look at it coming down the stretch. But other than that, I, I, I wasn't really leaderboard watching, just trying to continue, like, not not lay down. Like, I knew I was 600, but I wanted to go out and find a way to make a couple, couple more birdies, and I was able to do that. It's kind of my follow-up question, you know, with with this being a qualifier versus a stroke play event. Got off to the hot start. Is your back nine? Are you, you're still attacking, but are you are you, are you kind of playing maybe a little more defensive or not or not really? Um, maybe a little bit more defensive, but not. I, I would say I'm still attacking. Okay. Like I would say like hole tens, a hole where, if I was hitting it well and I thought I needed a push, I would hit driver. I, I knew after coming through that front nine that I could just hit a four iron and hit a wedge to the middle of the green and um, have a really good look at birdie that way. And so I wasn't ever really, I don't think I was defensive. I, I, I was trying to tell myself like, hey, like you got a lot of golf left, like just go out. Sit. Like I, I was kind of trying to make it seem like I was in a Monday qualifier at like a Corn Ferry event where 600 is good, but you're probably gonna be in a playoff. So I wanted to keep pushing and find a way to keep getting better, get go as low as I can, keep making birdies because after nine holes, you're only you still have more golf to play, so exactly good, a lot of good opportunities. Um, where, where do you know where you're you're heading uh, next? Do, do you get to kind of put in a for a the, preference? Yeah, if you so do, I picked um, Brookside, Ohio. Okay, that be, that's my first choice. Um, I've played there before for the Transmiss a couple of years ago, and I really like the golf course. So that that's where I'll I, I would go there, or my second choice was Springfield, but hopefully Brookside is where I end up. Okay. What one question I have for you as a as a player that you know obviously is looking to get through? I was always curious of players. Hey, do I go to a course that maybe I have been to or that I know that maybe doesn't have as many spots, or do you or do you maybe try to go to one of those that's you know following a tour stop that maybe has I don't know ten twelve spots? Does that do you think about that at all as a player? Um, I guess honestly, not really. At okay. this point, my at this point, I want to be able to play against the best golfers in the world um, eventually one day. So. Yes, it was nice. I, I, I wanted to go somewhere I could drive. That was the biggest thing, okay. honestly, that I looked at. But then with those that I could drive to, I knew that I played Brookside. I know that's – I think it's one of the – I think a lot of tour players go I to that. I believe so, yeah. I think that's the bigger one. So, um, honestly, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that experience and playing with whoever I play with and seeing how my game stacks up against those guys because that's where I want to get it, be eventually. Awesome. Well, great playing today. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm also here with Andy Peterson, who shot a fine round of 66 himself, minus six on the day. Andy? Seven birdies, I think, correct? Yep. What uh, What was the key for you today? Just kept it uh, in play and under control for the most part, you know, hit, hit every green, so I had a lot of looks for birdie today. You uh, you said you came up Friday and played a practice round. The course was probably a little bit different then. Did your, did your mindset change at all with the rain, maybe the greens being a little softer? you know, maybe a little more receptive than what maybe you saw on Friday? Sure, yeah, it was really dry out here Friday, so um, definitely had to be cognizant of where we were landing the ball, and today just a little bit of moisture kind of softened things up, so weren't getting that extra, you know, big hop, so more receptive from the rough for sure. 
when you saw that the weather was going to be, you know, kind of some rain in the forecast, you know, this morning, did you did you kind of have a number in mind, or was it just, hey, let's see what we can do? Yeah, I mean, I played pretty well Friday too, so Reed and I just kind of talked, you know, try to get uh, get the scores where we could on par fives and stuff, take advantage there, and then uh, yeah, everything else just kind of came fell into place. With this being a qualifier as opposed to a stroke play, um, are you watching the leaderboard at all, or are you just kind of keeping keeping tabs on your own your own stuff? Yeah, honestly, you know, I usually have enough going on just keeping track of my own ball. So reading the numbers out there, walking around and playing hole by hole, and yeah, didn't really have any kind of uh, you know understanding of where we were at. Just played played the shots. Like I said, solid round today. What uh, what was really working well for you? Was it you know getting off the tee, putting? What? Yeah, I think set myself up well off the tee today. You know, hit uh, hit a lot of shots um, with a wedge or something in in my hand after that, so I could really attack the greens and uh, could have putted better, but gave myself enough looks that was able to get enough to fall. You said you uh, your first two choices were the two locations in in Ohio. What uh, what are you looking forward to going out to to there or, may, or maybe Texas? You said maybe yeah, Dallas. should be should be good good uh, experience. Was looking forward to just uh, you know picking a spot with more qualifying um, positions open in Ohio usually, and then uh, you know if you go there, you might get a bump elbows with some of the guys that are trying to qualify. You know, they normally would play the tour and aren't exempt and might get to play with some of those guys. Awesome. Well, good playing today. Yep, thanks. Thanks again to Carson, Tripp, and Andy for joining us. And we'll catch you next time on Greenside, the IGA podcast.